0: All right. Um, to, there's actually a very, very, very interesting shaila that I've been working on that I'm not going to do tonight because I, I'm, I've sent a shaila to a certain Gadole Yisrael to weigh in on this and I haven't heard back from them yet. And uh, it's like too big of a shaila for me to discuss before that. So we're going to do uh, the B-list tonight. Uh, Post-Pesach issues. Um, just, just different things that, that have come up over the past over Pesach and after Pesach, so let 's see which one should we start with. Uh, first, I was away for Pesach. I was in a uh, hotel for Pesach and the hotel that I was in um, was set up pretty well for, uh, for, to have a lot of Jews there for Pesach. But one I guess you know flaw is that the only way to get from the room where everyone ate, the dining room to the shul, unless you want to go outside and through some dark hallways or whatever, the only normal way to go is through an escalator. So uh, we were actually two doors away from a... From from a, a gateways uh, program, so some people from gateways wanted to come to some of the Shurin and people told me yesterday that they showed up at the hotel and they saw that the only way to get to the shears is, is with an escalator. So they turned around and they went back to uh, to the gateways program. So they so so I guess that's Shaila number one. Are you allowed? To, are you allowed to go on an escalator on Shabbos and Yom I, I guess you'll figure out what I hope yeah. by the fact that I was there. Okay, Shaila, Shaila number number two. Um, we're, once we're on the el- escalator elevator topic. So people were asking a lot about the elevators. They had Shabbos elevators that uh, work to varying degrees. And uh, one person came over to me and said that he has a friend who has a dog. And he had, and he, this guy lives in a very tall building in Manhattan. And uh, in many of these buildings, it's like Yodua, that the doorman helps you out. So that's really great when you're going up to your, to your apartment. How do you get down when you want to go... When you want to go out, if you're on the 35th floor, and you have to walk down all those, all those stairs. So this guy has a dog, and he has the dog trained. He brings the dog out of the apartment, the dog jumps up, hits the button. <laughs> they get into the elevator, and the dog hits the, uh, the lobby. So uh, that's, how, that's how he gets out. So they want to know if that's mutter or that's asher. A third shayla that, uh, that came up. Um, on Pesach, in this hotel where I was staying, there was an altar yid, who was a kohen. And uh, an elder, like I said, an elderly gentleman, and he um, he has a lot of trouble walking, and when he can't, he has a lot of trouble even standing. So on the first day, he tried to duchen, he tried to stand up, and lohalech, uh, He just uh, didn't go. He couldn't. He tried to get up the stairs to the duchen, and he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't do it, and he just, you know, uh, so so for the rest of Pesach, when he was dochling, he was sitting in his uh, in his wheelchair sitting down. So, uh, I guess the question is, is is a couple of levels. First of all, is he is he permitted to do that? Is there any modification we can make for an altar yid who wants to duchen? And I just heard today, Rav David Willick told me stay that... Can what? Can stay in the room? Right, can you stay in the room? And what's my job? I'm not really, you know, I was there as a speaker on this program. I'm not the Mara De Asra. I don't in anything for them. I don't, uh, you know, they have all sorts of different uh, things that need to be dealt with by Rabbis, and they have a you know the, the people who run it happen to be the children of a uh, of a wonderful rabbi local to here in Queens who who passes their Shailas but I so I don't so is that my job to start. You know, interceding and you know, saying you can't tuchin, especially considering two things. First of all, Kohanim take tuchin very, very, very seriously. Um, it's a very emotional issue. And second, uh, when you're running a Pesach program, your key is everyone should be happy. That whatever people want to do, they want to. You know, everyone should be happy. They just, uh, as long as they don't bring into the dining room, and uh, you know, in an obvious way, then. Uh, then <laughs> Everyone should be happy. That's that's the, that's the key. So I'm going to go start and pick a fight. So then Double Willig told me today that that uh, I wasn't the only rabbi with this issue. That there's a uh, I have a, a friend who's uh, who, who just this year it's his first year on the job. He's a rabbi of uh, an old established shul, a pretty prominent shul in the Five Towns area, and he's uh, it's his first year on the job, and he's a really wonderful guy, uh, but it's always very. Uh, touchy when you're a first year rabbi and you don't want to uh, make any waves or anything and it's it was his first Pesach there and there's a man who's 103 years old who's a Kohen, who I imagine Rav David didn't say this, but I imagine wanted to do him with his son and his grandson and his great grandson who knows, maybe a great great grandson 103 years old, uh, generations to do him together and the, the, the guy couldn't stand so he was in a wheelchair so what, what does the rabbi do? Does he had the same exact shayla. And, and what, from what I'm told, is he stood his ground. And he said that you can't, meaning the rabbi stood his ground and uh, told the man that he can't do it. So what exactly is the rabbi's responsibility over there? And what, is, what can can a coin do or not? Do? So that is shayla number three. Let me just get the fourth one out of the way. Um, fourth Shaila is just and this is something that's like a pet peeve of mine, it really bothers me, that every year there are all sorts of kashos organizations and people that send out lists. Here's a list of a thousand stores that you can shop at within five minutes of your house. And people will always say, oh, but what about this one? You know, there's always, come on, the, the thousand aren't enough for you. So there's like, there, there's a million places. Every time I say it, I, I go up. <laughs> there are 10 million places where you can, <laughs> where you, where you can buy things after Pesach. So uh, in, in, in the five towns area, I don't know what goes on over here, in the five towns area, pretty much everywhere is okay with like two exceptions. There, there's only two, two places that are even like a Shiloh, that are even, that are even questionable. Um, one is a supermarket that's, uh, that's owned by Jewish people on the corner of Mill Road and Peninsula Boulevard, and it is not under any hashkacha, I forgot what it is, The kifu, a futa, and something. which one, futa? Yeah, so it's, so it's owned by, by Jewish people, and uh, there's a sign in the window that they did a mechira, and the sign uh, says it was done with Rabbi so-and-so, uh, it says the rabbi's name, I happen to know the guy, um, he was, as I know him for many many years I never knew he was a rabbi um, he was in the furniture business he has a rock band he's a very very super sweet guy um, now he's retired to Florida and he's, uh, he became a rabbi of a conservative shul in Florida I think he had retired to Florida not planning on being a rabbi and, and he was just like hanging out at a Chabad or something and he was talking to some guy and he said "Oh, you know, a conservative shul needs a rabbi he's like all right, I'll do it. I guess it's a way to make a few extra bucks by doing funerals. Uh, I don't know. Although you can't bury people in Florida, that was my, we discovered this. My in-laws just bought a place in Florida. My nephew, this is my nephew, God bless. My nephew said to my in-laws, uh, there, "There must be a lot of funerals here because the old people live here." So my father-in-law said, "Well, actually, now let do bury people here." So he says, well, "What do they do with them?" So my father-in-law said, um, "We they, they get they get sent back up back up north." So my nephew says. So when can we expect a package? <laughs> but so so the where was that? Yeah. So this this fellow, I I don't know if he does know how to do mechira, doesn't know how to do mechiras But either way, the store continues to operate and sell things and buy things on, on Pesach. So even if he sold all the Khamis that before Pesach. You probably still can't go there because of all the hamets they bought on Pesach it was probably not included in that, in that mechira. And they, there's one other place that's an issue. There's, there are a couple of liquor stores on Rockaway Turnpike. One of them, Rabbi Bill, called me from Eretz yesterday, told me that he, um, that he did a mechira for, and he made, and, and he got them to agree not to take any new deliveries on on Yantiv, so he was pretty confident that that was okay. But another one's uh, I think it's called Crazy Arnie's. It's owned by a Jew, apparently. I guess Arnie is... Jewish, if he's the owner, and crazy, apparently. So the, 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 the store does not, it's, it's wholesale beverages, I don't think it's just liquor, but they have liquor and beer and things like that, and they don't do any mechira at all. So a guy called me and said, oh, I, bought, I bought a whole bunch of liquor at Crazy Arnie's right after Pesach. Why? Why? Why would, you, why would you do that? But he did. So now, what do I do? Is there any? Is there anything I could do? Is there any, any way to solve the problem? Okay. So that's four shadows. We have escalators. We have the doggy pushing the button on the elevator. We have the duchening sitting down, and we have crazy Arnie's chamitzshavu love Pesach. So. Two. Okay, so you know, wow, okay, we're all over the place, so I can do whatever I want, okay, <laughs> but the, the only one we haven't gotten is escalators, so we're going to put away escalators, and right, that's the only one that no one voted for, so, I that. what, that's interesting too, <laughs> we got an escalator vote too, all right, we'll start with, um, <laughs> we'll start with duchnin. Um the dog one I actually did a 10-minute on this week, so if, if, you re- if I don't get to it and you really want to know, um, you can look at those sources yeah Yeah. but he's able to raise his hands why can't he raise his hands meaning he's just going to get tired and he won't be able to the whole time right if he can't keep it up while he's being invited. right but this guy didn't have a problem with that old people usually do no, right, no, no, but old people generally do have an issue with that. This guy didn't have an issue with that. His issue was with, uh, was, right, I think, I think his, uh, and, and, um, in both cases, both in the shul in Lawrence and in in the place where I was, the the one Kayin who couldn't stand was a fan favorite, you know, because he, he did it in a way that was like, you know, everyone finished the word and then he would finish like five minutes later, you know, with a good... Uh, Heartsick seeker Hasidic accent, you know? So it was a a fan favorite. It would have been very disappointing for people if he didn't do it. So so the Shaila is can he he or can he not do it? So it seems like a pretty uh, open and shut case whether he can or can't. Ah, I should add another point over here. Not only is it an elderly person, in this case, from what I understand, he's an elderly Tamil Chacham. I I believe this fellow uh, is an alumnus of Yeshivas Chachme Lublin. Um, you've heard of or Mayor Shapiro was a I think they say to get in you have to know what 300 blot or something like that so that's about 300 block more than I know of so <laughs> for, for me to go over to him and say oh you should know there's a halacha it's like there's one rabbi that every time I call him up to ask him a question like he he talks to me like that, like I don't know halif base you know the it says in the Torah, the Torah is a book that was given by God. Like, <laughs> please just <laughs> so so the the um, the, the so it would have been a little bit weird, I guess, if I would just go over. So let's let's talk about what the Alach is. The Gemara Maseches Sota Daf Lam Chesam tells us Tanravana. We have a brysa Ko The pasuk says Parshas Naso. So the, the, the brysa Darshans, What do we learn from Ko sevarchu"? Bloshana Kodesh, that you have to do Birk's Kohanim in Loshna Kodesh. So Gmar says, Atom Blashana Kodash and Albu Khalash. You sure? Maybe it could be in other languages also. No, it says over here, Kosavarhu, it says Eli Yamdulvarika Saam, so uh mala halan Blashna Kodesh, Afkan Bel Blashnah Kodesh. So we learn out from Hargriz Grizma it's gotta be Blashana Kodesh. Then Rabbi Yhudomar Einot Saruh. No, ko means that it's got to be in this lush and it's got to be exactly this way. Tanya Idach, another braisa, another drasha. Ko sevarchu, what's the ko? What does it mean? Like this? Ba'amida, that you have to be standing. So Sahatomer ba'amida, I know a lot of you will be Shiva. This is a style of the Gemara sometimes. It says something, then it says, you sure? Are you sure? Is it really ba'amida? Maybe it means even be Shiva also? So never can cause varich, never laalun eile yamdu levarich. So malam baamida can baamida. The brayson makes a clear drasha. Birchas kohanim vaamida. You have to stand for birchas kohanim. Then comes along Rabbi Nasan. Rabbi Nasan omr einot zarech harei omr lesharso It compares being mishares doing the avoda with being mevarich with birchas kohanim. When you do the avoda, you have to be standing. So when you do bereskanim, also you have to be standing. So essentially, what it turns out in the Gemara is that there is a machlokas Tanakama and Rabbi Nelson. Not whether you have to stand, but why you have to stand. Is it because Kosav or is it because of some link with avoda? So it seems like it's a pretty open and shut case. No one disagrees uh, that you have to stand. They just. Disagree? Why you have to stand? Uh, you can't say, "Oh well, Rabbi Nussin doesn't agree with the Tanna reason, and Tanna doesn't agree with Rabbi Nussin's reason." So maybe neither reason is correct. So I'll invent a third sheet that uh, that you don't have to stand. That's not that's not fair game. There is one shuba like that in Rashiel Kluger, famous shuba of Kluger and HaElif Lach Shlomo. HaElif Lach Shlomo, Rashiel Kluger didn't really write. It was a summary that someone put together. Uh, Rashlama Kluger's shuvas were long, really long, and difficult to get through. So someone realized that that's a problem. So uh, you know, almost uh, ahead of his time, you know, for someone way, way before the Twitter generation, and he decided that we need to abbreviate things if people are going to read them. So he made an abridged version of a thousand of Rashlama Kluger's and that's the Sefer for Ha'elif Lecha Shlomo. If you ever read a tshuva from Shlomo Kluger, it's more, most likely you read it from the Ha'elef Lecha Shlomo and not from one of his real servants. But uh, in Ha'elef Lecha Shlomo, Shlomo, Kluger has a tshuva like this about shalashudas for women. Why it is that women don't eat shalashudas. So he says it's machlokes rishonim why women have to eat shalosh shudis. Some rishonim say that kol shiasham v'sham v'yasham v'zachar they're chayav in all the mitzvot. I say if Shabbos, and that includes shalosh shudis. Other rishonim say the Ram quotes Masach Shabbos. Other rishonim say that no, they're chayav in shalosh shudis because afin ha'ybosah nais of the nais of the, the man, and we eat shalosh shudis to the man. So it's them <laughs> why women are chaib inshallah should so it says, some Kligar, Oh, so some showed the the Rabbinatan doesn't all like the Radhan, the rad doesn't all like the Rabbinatan. Maybe they're both wrong. And therefore that's what women are saying. so Khan. So Vladi Yosef already calls him out on that and says, you yeah, know, that's not you can't do that. That's not you can't uh, you can't take something that everybody agrees on, that the Allah is this way, and then start saying, Yeah, but they don't agree why, so each one doesn't agree with the other one's reason, so you can just throw the whole thing out. No, the Gemara is clear. Two opinions in the Gemara over here them have to stand, just a question of why you have to stand. Okay, so that they have to stand. Maybe that's only if they're capable of standing. Who says that if they're not capable of standing that they shouldn't do it? You can have a guy who's uh, an alter yid who's uh, earned his stripes, so to speak, you know, through uh, through many, many decades of, uh, of life, and you're going to tell him that all of a sudden he can't duchl, especially he's so proud that he's dukhlim with his son and his grandson and his great Generations of Kohanim, and Imamish sees his Mesorah in front of him, so maybe it's not Maki Bedeevan, maybe vidyevin, if you do it, it's okay. Says Tosos on the spot, Sotototav Taflam Ches, Veneral Lari, Kohen Shabirich Birch's Khanim, Yeshiva lo if a Kohen does Birkskwadim the yeshiva, it is worthless. He did not do Birkskhadim. Okay, so it seems like it's Ma'akev Bidyavir. The Shulkharh Paskins in Kuphav Khasif Ein Ain Mavarchan El Balashna Kodesh, Uba Amida, Ubinasias Kapayim, Uba Kalrab. That you have to do a Balashana Kodesh, you have to be standing, you have to have your hands lifted, and it has to be in a loud voice. And the Mishabura writes that a Cohen should Kohen who's weak and he can only uh, support himself by leaning lo yisakapa do he should not do nasiyas that is the same as yeshiva and be yeshiva it's not good okay so you know we're pretty stuck over here it seems pretty pretty clear that there's uh, they, that that it doesn't that it doesn't work um, but then you look in the Shari Tshuva. And you get like a glimmer of hope. Because the Sharichuva, on the page, on the page of the Shari Sharichuva writes, uh eros, he refers to Panami Eros, and a Huda. And he said they all agree that it's no good if you if you're sitting. If you're sitting the Burkh kadam is no good. By the way, so what it's no good? Is it a violation of anything? Ah, so certainly if he says the Brach, it's a atala. What if he doesn't say the Brach? He's just saying. Persikin. Is that what? What might it be a violation of? Is there, what? Marasayin. Okay, meaning people are going to see a guy in a wheelchair duchling. They're going to think that you're allowed to say the bracha and that uh, and that it counts. And if he's the only kohen, then uh, people are going to rely on that. Okay. What else? Anything else that it might be an issue? A pigam? Why? So like that, things are like. Not, not do, you know, yeah, Karnam are not supposed to draw attention to themselves right. and therefore a kohen has paint on his hands or he has mm-hmm. someone actually asked me, A'mun Biraglov, has A Mum Biraglav, the Ramesha's a chuva, for example, a Cohen who has prosthetics. So he can stand but he's on prosthetic legs. So he takes you don't even see that he's on prosthetics until he takes off his shoes and they're like two little bionic legs or whatever. You know now they have it; uh, they could probably make it look more realistic and uh, and he could put socks on. So Mesh has a tshuva about about that. Is it something that? But the, the Shulchan says if he has a move that everyone's ragilba that people are used to seeing, then it's no problem. Because a guy asked me, you know, nowadays the style apparently is looking around. We don't see so much. The style apparently is that that uh, when people wear dress socks, they wear like crazy. Uh, happy socks, right? So my is uh, yeah. My, my, uh, my mother told me when I came to uh, Florida for Pesach. Um, my parents live here, but they were in uh, they were they were in uh, Florida also in the same hotel. I was like I got you a present for Pesach. So oh okay, present. She got me happy socks for uh, for Pesach. So everything goes in Florida; it's no problem. So I can make. My, I would wear a clown suit if my mother asked me to do it, and that's what it felt like I was wearing. <laughs> but, so uh, so I wore happy socks. So Cohen asked is he allowed to wear his happy socks to do it. Right, it's uh, interesting because <laughs> it draws attention. I don't know. You look around at the socks; everyone's everyone's wearing it. People say amen to his his dochanim. Oh, the people are saying amen, but everyone else, there are other kavanim also. <laughs> there are other kavanim dochanim also. Saying the shem yirei I'm sorry. Saying Is he saying the shema Vaya? <laughs> but in context of pasuk, he's saying all pasuk, right? Is he in, like, but he's saying it with a break, with the singing and everything. Yeah, but think that's that. <laughs> The brach before is definitely an issue, right? That would be bracha vatala. But I think there might be another issue. Uh, there's an isra for a zar to duchan. If a coin can't stand, does he become a zar for duchan? Or is he just a coin who can't stand? Okay, just... Meaning, is that, would that maybe become an isra of a zar to duchan? Yeah, a zar. a zar is a non okay. Meaning, is it like a Yisrael duchan? No. Uh, it can't be that he that he loses. The, okay. See. Hey, why is this shayla any different? We had a shayla also one time when someone, going, someone was going off for an Aliyah. You know, an Aliyah, Shaila. right? Eli Portel's shayla, Portel right? Shaila. So so, is that uh, from so that seems to be a little bit different because the over some of the poskamar makel over there, based on the idea that the the amida is not a dindaraisa, right? so the amida didn't cover torah, so it's considered a chisarn in the Kavarat torah. If you're able to stand, and you don't stand. You imagine a guy goes up for an Aliyah and he's <laughs> like. Yeah. Right, so that that's uh, that, that would be a significant chisarn uh, in. Uh, I bet no one ever did that in this room. That, that would be a significant chisarn in uh, in. Right, probably doesn't do that all the time. That that would be a significant chisarn in uh, in Kavadat Torah, but uh, if a person is unable, I mean, his, he's he's giving the most covet he's able to give, and everyone realizes that. So that's the. so saw Shuvah's base Avi, I think uh, that that says like this for a bar mitzvah boy who's in a wheelchair. So I think post can work hard to be makel, Uh for, for older people and for people in wheelchairs. I think they, they work hard to be makele for that. But over here, we do, who is the avi? It's avi? Uh, he was a rabbi post-World War II in the Bronx, I think. Um, wrote a number, of, uh, a number of volumes of shadows and Shuvahs. Yeah. Uh, what about a lady washing hands for... Uh, would it be any issue? Uh, yeah, being Misharis in the old Yid who uh, lent in uh, Chachmiel Blin, nice cover. I don't know, I don't think there would, be, there would be any issue. You know, some sofer describes, some sofer, one of his shuvahs, describes the holiest thing he's ever seen in his life was his two rebbeim, the hafla and Adler. Adar. Adler was a kohen, hafla was a levi. He describes that ruvnasunadur hafla washing Ravnasana Adler's hands before Bukh's kohen. So that was the holiest thing he's ever uh, he's ever seen. So it's nice, nice, uh, you know, way to be Mishamish. Uh. I'm curious, Khatan, uh, who's a kohen, is that a real thing or is that a of because if it's chinuch, could you say that this guy is the same thing? Well, it wouldn't be chinuch, because uh, it's reversed. But the, the issue effect. of him being a czar would be the same thing. Maybe. Ah, so no. Kata, katan, good. Um, there, there is a discussion about a katan, and certainly if a katan is alone, and what age of a katan. Well, let's assume that that's, uh, that's chinuch. but oh, so you're saying, if, why, so why so don't you say a it's an isra of a czar? Katan doesn't have any surim either because it's not a bar mitzvah. So you let him do an isra? Right, okay, but you still need to be maybe the mitzvah ways, right, to be <coughs> We'll have to see. We'll have to see. So let, let's let's right now we're at a, we're at a point where there's nothing to talk about, right? We saw a, a Bifarish Gemara, the Shulkhar of Paskins, says it's Ma'akib b'di'eved. No one says explicitly otherwise. But then I found the tshuva again. He quotes his Panami Eros, no deviuda, who all agree it's Ma'akib b'di'eved al And they both attack the Shin-Yud. Who's the Shin-Yud? Shavus Yaakov. I, I, it took me a little bit. So the, the Shin, I had to look up the other view then and see what he was quoting. So they both attack the shvus Yaakov, which, you know, the Shari Chu was trying to make a point that all the postkim can say that this is the evidence that there's no Kula. Because look, all the posts can disagree with the shvus Yaakov. And what I saw over there is Ah, the Shavu's Yaakov is Mekel! So you got to look for the Shavu's Yaakov. So I looked up the Shavu's Yaakov. The Shavu's Yaakov, in Beisim and He writes, uh, you know, at first glance, he says everything we just said, that if you look in the in, in the Gemara and Sotah, and the Taisus, and the Shulchan Aruch, it seems like you don't have what to stand on. But then he says, if you look carefully at the Rambam, in Parag Dalet, of Hilchas Parag Yudalet, Allakhir az fi khast fila The unisies writes as follows Ain burqas qan min al maris bi kall makamel balashna kodesh shambar kosvar khusna sol burqas qan me bi balashna kodesh khizis kosvar khusna sol khakh lamdu mi fi mi moshrabenu allah wa salam kosvar khabida that we have a a tradition from moshrabenu kosvar khum means you stand and kosvar khubunisies qabaym and Kosovarchu Belashna Kodesh. And Kosovarchu Panim Kneger Panim. And Kosovarchu Be Ram. And Kosovarchu Be Shemem Furash. Vushyevim Middash Komosham Arna. Shemem Furash is only in the Middash. Fine. So Ram quotes all these dinim from Kosovarchu. Okay, that doesn't seem like uh, an issue to me. It seems like the Rambam is exactly in line. Okay, so how is he paskining in the Machlokas? Which do we learn it from? Do we learn it from Kosavarchu, or do we learn it from L'shorei Silivarech Bishmo? So he paskines like the Tanakama. He learned it from Kosovarchu, not L'shorei Silivarech Bishmo, like Rabbi Nassim. Fine, says the Yaakov. Yeah, that's fine until you get to another Rambam. He says, the Rambam paskines like, Rabbi Nassim, the, Rambam paskines like the Tanakama, not like Rabbi Nassim. And then in Perek Tesvav Vilches Tfilah Lacha Gimel, the Rambam writes as follows. Koin Shehichlev Daso bein Baones, bein Bishkaga A koin who abandons Judaism. Whether it's Baones or Bishkaga. Afal Pisha Asat no Even though he did Tshuva, he can't even see his Kepaim Shenemar Lo Yalu Abamos Ubracha Ka'avoda The Rambam says, Birch's Kohanim is just like Avoda and a Kohen who abandoned Judaism is not allowed to go back and do the avoda. mainly can't do Birk's either. Hmm. Well, wait a second, he's comparing Bracha now to avoda. Whose shita is that? That's Rabinassin. So, says Shavasi something's funny about this Rambam. The Rambam, on the one end, passing is like Tanakama. The other end, passing is like Rabinassin. So we would say, who cares? They both say, you're not allowed to do Amidah. says Shavasi Yaakov knows something's going on over here. And he says, I don't know why Kol no lo of how did the Nosakayim miss this? But I didn't miss it. So, nearly he says, nearly partial. Iashiv Dvar Binyan Zeh. The Rambam Sfira Da De Iskish Bracha L'Sherus Asmachta Bi'Alma. He says the connection between Avoda and Berchus Kohanim is Nasmachta an Bi'Alma, and that's why in Peri Kedoshim he writes that didn't lose of mikdash pshemam furash because of Kavod Hashem. And he as he says, onas, Mishumhachiasmuhua ikuvahu. He says, and Kosavarkhu is also an asmahta. We have a tradition, it's Alakla Misina. Now ko sounds like it's a it's it's makibidyabh. It must be this way, it cannot be any other way. When you're learning it from being Mashar, that doesn't sound like it's makibidiat. So he says the Rambam carefully chooses his asmachta, depending on context. When we're talking about a guy who is ba'ones, so the Rambam will use the asmachta that sounds like it's only a din lechachila. But when we're talking about something that the guy is uh, is not an onus, that the guy should uh, you know stand up if you can stand up, that he should he should stand for berchshanim. That's when the Rambam chooses the Asmachta that sounds like it's Ma'akiv B'diyeved. So says the Shavu's Yaakov, yeah, the Rambam holds it's Ma'akiv if you're able to stand. But when you're Ba'onis, the Rambam is going to choose the Asmachta that makes it sound like it's not Ma'akiv B'diyeved. And Mela, it's whenever someone is Ba'onis, it's not Ma'akiv B'diyeved. Whenever someone's Ba'onis, he's able to do Berkskan. Who's Ba'onis? An older person who can't stand is reading a lot into the ramam and especially in, in in light of the fact that you have a beferish folks that says that it is marked and would you show him say it's no rishonim say in you know black on white um, that it's not marked with and he says his sasraylza you know, his best raya's are ktsas raya and afo raya ledavar zeichel So the ktsas raya that he has, he says <laughs> ktsas raya is sota m'chessam al talks about the amshachorea kohanim, who are napachlal bracha. That, you know, when uh, the, the, sometimes shuls, the way shuls are set up, is that there are certain seats that are like past where the kohanim stand, So they're napachlal bracha, the amshachorea kohanim. That's why everyone has to move out of those seats. You have to go to be in front of the kohanim. No, my shul. It's like we have a wide, and I mean wide, considering the depth of the shul. It's very wide, so there's a lot of seats that would be behind the quarnim. Everyone's got to go. You know, has to move to be in front of the quarnim. So by the amshah chorei quarnim, they're not bechal The uh, the gemara says when it's na onus it's muter. So he says, who didn't if the mvariches zaken ucholus zaynu yachlamud yoshev mvarich to holchul lahakel because nasmach then midravanim. He says, why should it be any different than that din? Than the din of Amshachar Very, very hard. He says, um, yitama hamatama and, and, and don't start wondering on me, says Yashos Yaakov. <laughs> Not a single Rishon says that it's okay, and I'm going to say it's okay. You know, no, don't worry about that. Because <laughs> if, you, if you look at the Taz and you squint enough, the, the, the Taz might be saying it. Why, what does the Taz say? Kigon Yoshev Sheyach Alamud. <laughs> now what's a P'sul that's the b'devod? Kigon Yoshev Sheyach Alamud. Oh, so you can be mad the Taz. It's only because Yach <laughs> But if you have a Yach then like a zakin or a choler, then he'd be modeth. But again, it's still no one says it be fairish. So then the says, what are you going to do? You going to tell him not to do it. So you'd say, yeah, I would tell him not to do it. Shavos says, even if there's a suffix that I might be right, you better not tell him not to do it. Because a Kohen is called to do it, and is called up to the do it and, say, and doesn't go, is over is, is over be three sase, he's, he's, he's violating by not calling to do it. So you're going to tell him not to do the Kohanim? You're telling him to violate, three sase, potentially, if I'm right. So one could argue, I, I don't hold you right. <laughs> There's nothing that tells us that you're right. Why would I Why would I assume? But he said, it's it's too risky. And he says, Av Bishen Rael Dabar What's <laughs> his Zechel Dabar? Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu also gave brachas. How did he do with brachas? Ve'ez Chazek Yisrael Ve'ez And he was mavarich okay all of those things everything you're saying right now is true for those who complain on the recording that I don't uh, repeat everything everyone's saying you can imagine what everyone's saying it's all true, very very difficult so you can imagine why the Noh so says you know that Amida is ma'akib b'diyav Something k'anim and he says uh, and he says I'm aware that there's a Shavus Yaakov who is Shagabaza who made this uh, mistake and thought that B'chus and Lavoda is only in Asmachtah, but of course, Locaine, who it's not correct, L'Nin Amidah, Tzakish Gamur, and uh, not only the uh, in the Tshuva's Padme Iros, which, uh, yeah, the Padme Iros, who, who was the Padme Iros? lived Iros uh, was born in the late 17th century and uh, lived uh, mostly in the early 18th century. He was the Rebbe of, his claim to fame, he was the Rebbe of Rabbeinus Naibshitz. The Padre New Okay. So the mm-hmm. uh, quotes this from Yaakov. mai he says, I don't even understand what he's talking about, why he thinks there's a kasha on the Rambam at all. And he goes into some great detail discussing what pashar in the Rambam really is, and why this is not a kasha on the Rambam. Someone sent me today, I had asked, there's a fellow, a, a Sephardi fellow in YU, who is very into Birch's Kohanim. Uh, who's, so he makes Birch's Kohanim posters, he's not even recalling but he tells, you know, with instructions of how to do books. Call him. So I emailed him today. You ever come across anything interesting on this topic? So he's amazing. He sent me right away. Mordechai, I always mispronounce his last name. Javahiri. Javahiri. Yeah, so Mordecai Javahari sent me right away, like moments no, within minutes, a PDF of uh, Rav David Safe. in, what's the Safer called? <laughs> Halakha Brura, yeah. So Rav Davi, So he has uh, Rav David Safe writes, you know, all these things by Virk's Kohanim, I mean Yahulas, like he's not able to hold his hands up, he's not able to stand, lo cup of Klal, he should not uh do Messius confinement all, like Toswas right, and he writes explicitly in Makoin, Zakin Ma'od, Um Machmas Kul Shasueno Yachlam Bashasburgh's Kohanim that it's not permissible. And he quotes Yadaron, uh, who says against the Shvos Yaakov, and the Chidah, and the Mimer Mordechai, and the Iros, everyone who goes against the Shvos Yaakov. Great. So where does that leave me now? Here's this guy, Duchening. Um, he didn't ask me a shaila whether you should or not. And there's a bunch of Quran so do I have a responsibility to say, you know, you shouldn't do that? What do you tell me? or mitzad I'm the rabbi. So I'm not really the rabbi, but everyone thinks I am. Like for instance, the rabbi on the uh, the rabbi that actually does in their shilas has this unusual shita about using electronic key cards, where he holds that if you just put a piece of black tape over the lights that light up when uh, when you open the door, that it's all fine. What you don't see can't hurt you. And, uh, and it's all fine. I don't, I don't know what the svar is, but he has some sort of strange that like that. So, uh, so they put black tape on all the, They also offer regular keys with locks so that you could, you know, for those who want to be machmir. <laughs> so, 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 so the people came over to me and they said, why are you make on the key cards with a piece of black tape? No, I'm not mekel. They said, well, we asked, and they said the rabbi was mekel. Like, you know, there are a lot of people that go by the title of the rabbi. <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't me. It was uh, different the rabbi. So, if people are going to assume, it, so do I have a responsibility to go over to this fellow? So, you also have an Indian of Kavit Abrios over here, okay, you know, and, nice. and okay. of uh, Zaki. And he does have a Shvuz Yaakov to be Khan. And he's not the only in that's Duchening. So, he wants to take, and it's, he's a Chacham. He's I mean, this is a person who, I, I don't know, I don't know how sharp he is or isn't. I didn't uh, talk to him in learning at all or whatever. But uh, so I, I thought on, on that, that um, if it was my shul, then I would have a responsibility to do something. Um, and, and my friend, um, who's the rabbi in the shul, I, I think he did the right thing. By I'm sure he did it in a very able and sweet way, because he, he this fellow in the shul, he's like the sweetest person in the whole, the whole world. I'm sure he did it in a very bekavadik and betamt and sweet way. But probably as if it's your shul, you have a responsibility to make sure that things go the way they're supposed to go. I would not yank him down from the duchen. You know, that, that I spoke to Rabbi Willig about. I think we had a shiur much earlier this year if someone who maybe shouldn't be duchening is, uh, is duchening in the shul. So I spoke to Rabbi Willig about that. He said, we don't go and pull anyone down from the duchen. you talk to them afterwards and, you know, try to figure it out for the future. But if you have a whole yantav coming up where well, he's going to be duchening every day, so maybe after the davening, probably go over to him. To be machmir for the shavasiak, you would tell them to leave before they call up the kohanim, Right. By the way, I should mention the Padami Eros in that in that shuva writes, um, It's as if he simply doesn't have the mitzvah. He says you have to be chosesh. Well, I said it because I saw it there. He says you have to be chosesh. That it's a, it's a violation of an assay that he has a din of a and no says kapov. So I think perhaps th- th- that's what the Parimiro says. Parimiro says I'm so I'm so against the Shluss Yaakov that I think if you do this shv- like the Shluss Yaakov you're over by assay. So I think he was hifras al I think he just got excited a little bit uh, to argue with the Shluss Yaakov. It's hard to say that like all of you were saying. It's hard to say that he has a din of a zar, that he has a din of non coming that he's over by assay in that in that sense. Um, and he says... But he says... So why would you get involved in such an issue? So you're worried about the three assays that he's being involved with? That's what the Panamiro uh, says okay, so, uh, so I think if it, uh, if it's your responsibility it definitely has to be dealt with in a Kavadik way, and it definitely has to be dealt with with sensitivity, and it is, you have to recognize that it's a very sensitive issue for Kohanim, and it's a very emotional issue to tell the Kohen that he's past his prime, and now he's not allowed to do it anymore, I would imagine when they had to retire in the of from doing the avoda, that that was a very challenging thing also, so it's I, have, I and the levim also very early retirements, right. yeah. So, uh, nevertheless, I, I think it probably should be dealt with. But uh, if it's uh, not my shul, I didn't feel like it was my achrayus to uh, to deal with it. Yeah. How much of an amida does it have to be for, for like, if if he can support himself? Ah, uh, so, uh, so the poskim say, say. Or is it the same as like shofar, where you should be leaning on anything. So, Rav David Yosef in that piece quotes from the Prima Gadim that uh, that if you we, you'd pull it away, would he's would he still be standing? Yeah. That's, uh, that, that's how they define it. Well, yeah. it's very likely that, like, like that, 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 that. Right, especially if, anyway, yeah. so especially if he's not going to listen anyway. Especially if not, Shogun. right. Especially if not, right. If, if it's my shul, I get to choose right. what, what happens or not. I can say, sorry, you're not, we're not allowing it anymore. I can't do that. I don't think I was in a position to do that then. The has right. So they're, they're standing up, they So I think that name. is amida. If you look at Ramesh's truth about the prosthetics, so this whole discussion is really about the visual of it, and not that he's not omein. I mean, even if he's not standing on his own two feet, he's standing. Up, that would still be considered. That would still be considered Okay, so we got to one out of the four shilas, and it's worth it to take an escalator on Shabbos. up and down. Up and down with the elevators. The issue is that when you go down in an elevator, it it, it uh the, makes the motor work harder. So that's one of the issues. Down, so, up. Down that up. So the the, um, the yeah, it's strange, right? Something like that. So the 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 um, the, the in in their one of the the machon, the halacha, whatever, the technology of halacha. They, they developed an elevator. I don't think it's summit, I think the other one. I think Rabbi Halper and the other one, um, developed an elevator that's, uh, that 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 the motors stay steady no matter how much weight is added to it, and that shuts off the sensors as you walk in. So if you walk in as the doors are closing, you get crushed, instead of the doors opening again. When you go to a, you know, to a hotel in America that has a Shabbos elevator, they don't take care of that issue. Now, it happens to be many postcom are not so concerned about the the counterweight issue, and they think your body being there is not called a malacha, and it's just purely... Um, you know, purely an issue of just relying on. So, questions: Do you want to rely on that? Do you want to rely on the, all the many post who are with that? So, if you're an able-bodied person and it's not that many steps, so probably you can uh, rely on that. But you should just be careful not to walk in when when it's about to close because you don't want to set off the sensors. That's. Are they? Yeah. The, 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 They're managed. They're with the Israeli technology. Oh, no, I asked of no, for know. my shul if more we should invest. It, because it's hard to get it's New York City yeah. It stops at every floor. That's one thing. That's no, you could take any elevator and make it stop at every floor, but that doesn't mean that it's shutting off the sensors and that it, and that the counterweight issue is not an so issue. It when it says that it's it down, has the, has the, the has counterweight, on the elevator, <laughs> not the The elevator itself. The elevator itself? It shop is well, sometimes it like it's just like a pa- piece of paper they print <laughs> no, no, out a no, sign. Mean, no, I mean it's actually engraved like. So then usually it means, that I would imagine that that means that they got it especially you know, from, from the Israeli government. But it's hard. It's much more expensive and, and, and to work into the building plans, I was told was much harder. I asked Rav Shaftali, he said, no need. The only people that are going to be taking it are Cholem anyway. So if only Cholim yeah. are going to be taking you could just rely on, on setting up a timer. He didn't think that you needed uh, to yeah, to get the good actual good special Shabbos. Yeah. But an escalator, the point I'm trying to say is that an escalator doesn't have that issue because an escalator, the motor's steady no matter what. There are no sensors that sense you coming on, uh, sense you coming on and off. That's why. The escalators aren't so fancy; they break pretty easily. Apparently, just a few kids throwing matzah between the steps of the escalator, and it breaks down very easily. So the we discovered. So the the, the, the uh, but 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 they'll say. So won't it slow down then if there are a lot of people on it? And the answer is yes, it does. And in fact, does it's it's imperceptible. It's such a minor change, but it in fact does slow down a little bit uh, when when there are people on it because the motor is a, is a constant on most escalators. Okay, that was that, yeah, that was the crazy irony.